Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 8th of November 2016, and this is The Gap, episode 345. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here. I am. I totally am here. Yep. Yeah, yep. I was actually going to start with a different opening, but you've ruined that for me, so I can't. Sorry. Um, uh, how is your your non-PAX party? Should have gone to PAX. Should have gone to PAX? Well, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't party. There was no, like, uh, you know, there's no, let's go to the pub and drink commiserations and I'm going to PAX together. Yeah. Because uh, I was working like a fucking maniac all fucking weekend. Uh, and I think everyone else who didn't go to PAX was as well. So, yeah. I, did, I wasn't. What? You did go to PAX. You uh, I went, but I wasn't that? working like a lunatic. No, all the people who didn't go to PAX, uh, they were working. Fair enough. Yeah. Because otherwise they would have been at PAX not working like you were. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah. Fair enough. Did you try and have a party? Did you like put something on and just nobody came or like you had the dip and chips ready? Yeah. No, I just ate dip and chips myself. By yourself. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty much how my perfect party would go down anyway. So yeah. Chips and dips. Just smashing a shitload of dip. Yep. On my own. Nice. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about games then. Or should we talk about packs? Let's talk about packs first. All right. Uh, I went to packs. Uh, it was. It certainly was a packs. It had pack stuff. Um, okay. I didn't really do much of it. Uh, well, let's see. Thursday night there was the the Survivor Final Fantasy fourteen fan gathering event that uh, we put on, which was I think a hundred people were invited to come along with uh, double passes and. And um, meet the dev, meet meet one of the devs that were out, and just mingle with other fans at the event um, with all the survivor stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, they had a <clears throat> like a pretty much an open bar, um, which which Square and, and Reboot looked after, Reboot PR. Um, so everybody was was very well uh, lubricated for the night. Their mouths were for drinking. Um, and it was at uh, Bartronica in in Melbourne, which is like this this underground bar with arcade machines and video game consoles uh, and pin- pinball machines. Um, a lot larger than like if anybody's been to the Manor Bar, a lot mm. lot larger than that with like an outdoor area as well. That was really nice. Um, so yeah, they seem to be doing. Have you been there before? No, no. Um, yeah, pretty nice pub actually. Cool. Um, so yeah, actually, pretty cool experience, and I would say the best the best party of packs, hands down, in my experience. <laughs> so it was, um, and from what I heard, a lot of people seem to agree with that. So uh, I think we did pretty good party, considering what we were up against. Uh, they yeah. also did a uh, a giveaway of a Final Fantasy fourteen limited edition console. There's like three of them in the world, so we gave one of those away. And somebody won that. There was a bunch of cosplayers there. A um, bunch of media people turned up. A uh, bunch of fans. Some some PR people showed up. So, yeah, it was a good night. Good fun. Um, but I bailed from that and went to Wargaming at about 9.30, 9 o'clock. Um, myself and Gaetano from Phoenix Bazaar. 
And yeah, that went to Wargaming, which was not a Wargaming party that you would expect. <laughs> so it was um, not very good. We got there and they were serving Carlton Draft. Uh, oh. Well, he was struggling to find Carlton Draft, the guy behind the bar. Right. Um, and all the announcements had already been done. They were kind of just packing up at that stage. So oh. <laughs> everyone was like, well, uh, let's go back to the Survivor Party. I hear that's going pretty well. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. But uh, it seemed like a lot of people bailed from there and we ended up at the casino after that with a, a handful of people. It was like 10 of us, I think. Um, yeah, we kept drinking from there. And then uh, PAX started on the Friday. Uh, I went down and pretty much just had music in my ears the entire day so I could just walk around and do my own thing um, and sort of tried to avoid it being stopped all the time because that's something that seems to happen a lot like you'll stop and see someone you haven't seen for a while and then you get stuck talking within 15 minutes um and i like to have the friday as the day i go around and do stuff because the saturday is just worthless it's like a write-off uh it's too busy so yeah i'd rather get everything done on the friday so that seemed to be a really good way of focusing was just putting my headphones in and walking around and kind of talking to people that I wanted to talk to um, and then just like waving to others and saying hi type of thing while still trying to keep busy. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you just end up spending half the day talking to people you know that you either haven't seen in a couple of weeks or months or yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, we're really cool events. Uh, I like the, um, you know, the emphasis a lot more this year, I guess, on indie, definitely. Seems to be growing every year. That, that indie um, arcade they've got and uh, a lot less focus on AAA stuff which doesn't seem to be detracting from people's experiences I don't think because the indie stuff is seems to be very well received uh, yeah. as opposed to like lining up for I don't know 20 minutes and watching a presentation of a demo mm. um, that would be my guess like there was Xbox was there Sony was there they had they had boots up and running and, and games, but like <laughs> Horizon Zero's Dawn was there, but I don't know if that was a uh, like the same sort of thing we played at EB Expo. I have a feeling it is because that's what I, I heard. Um, so I, I like I don't know what type of newish games they they really had running around. It I really didn't go in and play anything. Uh, Ubisoft was there with Just Dance as usual. Uh, they had like For Honor going. Uh, South Park, Stick of Truth, not Stick of Truth. Is that what it's called? No, Fractured But Whole. They had that there. Um, cool. Steep that had a that playable, so that was kind of cool. Um, uh, Dawn of War was there. That's the one you've been talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Not Dawn not with three. sorry, not with Ubisoft, but they were kind that of the next there. next one. Yeah. Uh, they had very simple setup but um, a lot of PCs to play on. So that okay, seemed to cool. work pretty well for them. Uh, every time I walked past, they were very busy. Joel was very busy with that. A yeah. um, lot of VR booths this year as well, compared to what I've seen previously. Like a lot of VR stuff going on. Uh, and some really interesting, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like MacGyvered equipment to kind of stop people from tripping over wires and cables, uh, kind of like a fishing pole for people, uh, which was very interesting to watch. 
Um, what else is there? Yeah, so that was kind of like the games section. And then you had yep. obviously like your retailers, your AMS, MSI, MSI was there, I think, HyperX, Intel was there showing off stuff, um, which uh, HyperX was Jung. Jung was running that for three days. Uh, and then I saw him on the Sunday and his voice was not quite gone, but it was getting there. Because um, they basically had like streamers coming in and out and playing Counter-Strike or or um, Overwatch and, and he was kind of commenta- commentating that sort of stuff. So he's speaking quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, those guys were there and like Harvey Norman and, and that kind of sort of, that was that first initial haul. Uh, and then the next one was your your card games and tabletop stuff. Uh, Magic had a, a big presence. A lot of board game shops were, were there. Um, Drew was with us. One of our friends, Drew, he bought Secret Hitler from one of the shops there. We went around and found one. Um, and then it was like miniatures and then your, uh, your like arcade machines and um, pinball machines and your uh, consoles that you can kind of jump in and pick your games and sort of just play whatever you want. And then at the very back was the uh, bring your own computer stuff um, for PC. So uh, did I say board games, like the where you could play board games? I don't think I did. But anyway, you that, talking about the board games. Yeah, that was there as well. Of course. Um, quite a big area. So that that sec it's like really divided up into two halls now where it's it's sort of games and then this huge area of tabletop and and also that that sort of stuff. Um free to play. Yeah, free to play stuff, which is very busy. Um every time like we I got kicked out of my magic session because it was so busy. This is on the Friday. <laughs> so uh Drew and I played some magic, uh which was the the like the latest deck that's running at the moment. Uh the Kaldesh deck. And uh, we played a, a couple of hands of that, and I got stomped completely by by Drew. Just had bad hands, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that all that stuff is a lot of fun. The indie games that uh, I played were not that many. Uh, I guess the first one was uh, Hyper Jam, which is this sort of like '80s action brawler where there's like a top-down isometric view, and you're you've got like weapon drops and power ups. And uh, you sort of try and go around and hit each other. And it's like a last man or woman standing type of scenario. And whenever um, the last person wins that round, uh, then it goes the next round. And you're trying to get like a thousand points to total it. So it keeps, you keep playing rounds until someone gets a thousand points. Um, But then what happens is once the round ends, you get power ups to use. And you, so that it goes in reverse order. The person coming last gets to pick what power up they want. It gives you a selection of like four different ones. So, I was going for like a a speedy build, basically making my um, my movement increase. Uh, you could do stuff like making your uh, be, be a bit tankier, or every, when you hit people, it would kind of freeze them for a second. There was like a vampire type of power up, so all these different ones you can kind of mix and match with. You don't have to always choose the same one every single uh, time the round's over. Um, but yeah, it just kind of gives you a combination and you're pretty much just chosen with what's what's left to pick from depending on what everyone else has picked. Uh, so that's kind of a really cool little fun game. Um, really nice graphics. Very, um, you know, it doesn't look like an indie game, uh, like your typical type of indie game. Seems very polished. And uh, that was a lot of fun to play. But I don't think it's out yet. I'm pretty sure 
yeah, it's on Steam Greenlight. Um, but you can't play it, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, from my notes. Uh, next game I played was Birdsketball, which <laughs> is on... That is on Steam currently in early access, they were telling me. Um, they were selling keys for, I think, five bucks. I'm Googling it right now, motherfucker. Yeah. Birdsketball. It's like a cross between Pong and a sh- it's yeah I don't know how to explain it <laughs> so there's basically two teams um, and there's four colored birds flying around very basic style art sort of your, your um, retro like imagine what Pong looks like and that's pretty much the art style of this game uh, there's two two teams there's different like uh, maps or, or arenas and you've got to get your your basketball into your uh your goal and you do that by flying the birds around using the twin sticks on the um on the controller and you can also do it by shooting uh by passing the ball as well uh you can steal the ball off other people by just running into them uh and kind of that's pretty much it very basic style of mechanics but yeah it did take a little while to kind of get used to in terms of the directions and stuff like um, Drew and I were playing on that and we were standing next to each other and he was a purple one, uh, like a purple bird. And, uh, he thought I was supposed to be on the same team. It turns out it wasn't. So I'm looking at this other purple bird that's flying around all pink. And, uh, I'm like, I, I cannot get this movement down. It's just something is not right about it. It just, I don't know what's going on. And then I just stopped moving, and then I realized there was a bird in the corner just not doing anything. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm on the other team. All right, fair enough. Um, and then at this stage, we were already already down, like, 1-0. Uh, but then by the time I got in there and started messing around, I think I got four goals straight, um, two of them in the wrong net, because I didn't really know which net I was going for. Solid. So that cool. was a little confusing. Um, we weren't really given instructions on what we were doing. We just kind of just pick it up and play uh, but yeah, it seemed like a really cool little $5 game. There, there's like different arenas and stuff in there. Very early access. Like, I don't know what else they're going to do with it, but I guess it's a starting point. <laughs> um, but that's also an Australian, Australian game. You can go find on there on Steam at the moment. I don't know how you would get... Uh, yeah, you need to have four controllers to, to play this somehow. So like four Xbox controllers or or um, maybe PlayStation controls. I'm not sure if it's PlayStation compatible, but you can try that. Uh, the last game, the other game I played was Goat Punks. I think you played this one last year. Goat Punks. Goat Punks. It's like this, uh, like another brawler game, but you're climbing a mountain as a goat. Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it was definitely there last year because I, I remember being there. And... Uh, yeah, I think the basic goal of the game is to try and get to the top of this mountain and stay there as long as you can, like a capture the hill type mode. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember this. And yep. then when you get uh, hit by other players or other goats, it, uh, it knocks you down and you have to go, uh, you know, you fall down to the bottom and have to kind of work your way back up again and, and uh, yeah, try and try and cap the point, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I didn't really play much mm-hmm. of that either. Just pretty much one one round of each of these games. Uh, there was some other stuff I played. I didn't write them down, though. I don't know why I didn't write them down. <laughs> I can't. 
I, I think I, by this stage I was I was quite um I was quite done. I did watch a lot of stuff though. Uh, like kind of just stood back and just watched a bunch of people playing. Um, generally, like yeah, I was just so surprised at how busy that area was this year. Um, and a couple of these guys did have like media, uh, media like areas set up, so you, like a second screen plane that you kind of jump in, and which is kind of cool. But otherwise, it was just like a pick up and play type thing. Yeah, um, and you just had to be at the right spot at the right time. Uh, like I saw that that sword game that we played last year, where you're Spinning. sort of. Uh, I did see that one, so like top down one where you're spinning, yeah, and you're stabbing people. Yeah, I played that one. That's called Swordy, I think. Right. Okay. Swordy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you get different objects. There's like uh, mallets and uh, axes and swords. Yeah. I think you can punch people, from what I recall, because. Um, yeah, there was one dude on uh, that was playing with us, and I hit him with a sword. And he's because it's all physics based as well. He, he got stuck on my sword, so I just carried it around for like a whole minute, and he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't impressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so what's the sword game you were talking about? Yeah, it must have been sword. Uh, oh, no, no, sword is the the top down one. Top down. Um, the one where you're controlling body parts. It's made by the young kid. He's like... Four oh, eight. yeah. Uh, that, that was there again this year. Uh, I don't know what was changed. Like, it sort of looked very similar to last year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know really what was upgraded in terms of that. Uh, Dan Hines was there with Firewatch. That looks still sick. That looks really good. Now, I really don't want to play that. I'd rather wait and see. Firewatch? Uh, sorry, what I say? You said Firewatch. Did I? Isn't that that fucking do-nothing shit game with the terrible ending? Yes, it is. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that's, yes, it is. That's my, my bad. I meant wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> someone, why do I think of that? Someone wrote something, like someone was talking about Firewatch today. Nathan was talking about how everyone needs to buy a PS4 Pro. Oh, uh, okay. Because Firewatch has gotten a visual upgrade as if that fucking matters. He was obviously making a joke. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's why I said Firewatch. Um, so, yeah, sorry. He was there with Wildfire. Um, yeah, so I've obviously bought, bought into that game. Um, we're also friends with him, so I'd rather uh, wait for that to come out and yep. kind of talk about it. But it still looks really good, um, mm-hmm. and he keeps adding it. I know he's working really hard on it, and I keep giving him shit about it because it was my goddamn game, Dan. I know, right? When did the Kickstarter say it would end? I'm not sure. Another failed Kickstarter. Unbelievable. No, I'm Here it is. Um, it says uh, March 2016. Yeah, he's a bit behind. <laughs> Uh-oh. Nah, it's cool. Yeah, no, it's not like he's not working on it. He posts fucking GIFs every day. He's doing something, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else is there? Um, objects in Space is there. They built a new Gizmodo to fly spaceships. Sure. They're all crazy. Um, Eyes of Ara was there. I talked about that a couple weeks ago. That's that uh, mist-like puzzle game. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. There was just a lot of indie games. I just didn't really play too many of them. I was there uh, to sort of network a lot as well. <laughs> so And drink. I think that was the main 
main reason for going. Uh, I went there on Saturday for about half an hour just to kind of see what it was like. And yeah, it was fucked. Like, it was so packed. Yeah. It was insane. Uh, and then I left and went to the pub. Nice. Because uh, I got out of bed at about 11 or 10. Yep. I think it was about 11. Went and got some Subway. Went on the floor for half an hour and then left and then watched the end of the Bulls game and Knicks. Uh, and then we watched the uh, Lakers and Warriors. We watched the Lakers. Warriors didn't show up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went to the pub. So we were at the pub from like 12.30 till like 6 or something. Something stupid. Drinking. And then we had uh, co-op, co-op drinks that night. Saturday yep. night. Saturday night? Saturday yeah. night, yep. Yeah. And then um, that went really well. The uh, A lot of people turned up, like 300 people at this bar. And uh, we smashed the record for them in terms of how much how their like, busiest night. Cool. So, yes, we can definitely drink. Mm. Um, and they gave us discounts as well. They're doing like 10% off. Because, um, yeah, because why not, I guess. So I'm sure. So only fourteen dollars for a pint then. Yeah, though actually, I don't know. No, it was like eleven bucks or something. I was drinking ciders. I think they're eleven right. bucks. Yeah, for a pint. Um, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I think uh, shit. I think uh, spirits were like ten bucks, something around that. Nine bucks. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, it was just good to see everyone. Uh, Ron Gilbert was there from. Creator of Monkey Island. Angry um, Man, yep. Angry Man, yeah. Yeah, he always looks angry. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, Monkey Island, uh, Zach McCracken, like all the LucasArts type type games, showing off his his uh, up-and-coming game. So that was kind of cool. But otherwise, just hanging out and chatting with people and whatnot. Really fun night. I think I got home at 6 o'clock in the morning that, that, that night. It was a pretty big session. So from 1 to 6, drinking. Um... Went to the casino after that. Oh, that's right, because this this bar eventually shut one o'clock, uh, and we were giving Dave Milner shit about it because every time he comes here to Sydney, this is Dave Milner from uh, Game Informer. He gives us shit because uh, we have lockout laws and uh, you can't get into a pub after one thirty. So mm. we'll, we'll give him crap about that because they actually just shut the place at one. That's ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, casino after that, and then went to... Yeah, casino after that. Um, and then Sunday, I went to... Back on the floor for a little bit, but uh, mainly uh, mainly went and watched the panel. I watched the Omegathon, the final round, and that was pretty cool. So, this is like their giant brawl where they get like 15 people to play a bunch of games, and it's kind of the last person standing thing. Uh, and this last one was uh, two ladies playing a VR game. Yeah. And that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, it was like called like Cowboys and Aliens or something like that. Um, I'm trying to find it. What it was called. Have you heard of a game like that? No. My uh, brother-in-law was there and he explained it worse than you did so i've got no fucking idea man yeah no i'll, I'll explain <laughs> he gave it. even less detail i don't know i'll explain it better when i figure out the fucking name of it yeah. it was like cowboy 
octopuses and aliens VR game cowboy and aliens let's see what that says clackety 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 fucking amazing audio experience as always listeners of the gap yep that's why you listen that's why you tune in because we're the fucking best at this um yeah um so did you find it out or what no nothing's going on amazing cowbots cowbots and aliens cowbots and aliens never heard of it never heard of it so it's this uh vr game where you shoot each other you basically shoot people in like a saloon type uh area well the map they were playing was a saloon i don't know if there's different maps or what the fuck's going on but it's like this western type setting uh there's a bunch of weapons laying around the environment uh things like sort off shotguns pistols bottles uh and with the bottles you can actually pick them up because they're using the uh the vive hands hands remotes i guess so they've got one remote in each hand um so it's all one-to-one you can see your hands in there and so you can pick up bottles and like smash them against objects to to break them and then try and stab the person uh, that's a really shit tactic turns out uh there's like short uh ho- horseshoes and uh there's like a some sort of tomahawk thing it looks like a tomahawk uh a knife you can throw knives at people um so yeah it's just like a deathmatch type thing where you go where you teleport around because they still haven't worked out a way to do that properly um so you look at the ground and kind of it'll bring up a reticle of where you're going to move and then uh you teleport and try and shoot the other person but also because they had these um these like sensors set up so it tracks your movement a little bit as well so they could move like sort of around a small area in in front of them behind them um which allowed them to also like get on the ground really low and duck or like uh you know open up a window and peer in through the the side and and kind of use use the wall frame as a cover or uh or like peek underneath the door to to kind of see what was going on inside so some really cool tactics going on there and it was uh best uh best out of three and it was first to 10 kills for each round and uh yeah pretty pretty fun to watch lasted for about 45 minutes i'd say um but yeah i think that was the first time they've done a vr game it was also the first time that uh two ladies have gone into the final round as well so it was a lot of yeah a lot of fun and i think the winner got a uh she gets a trip to any packs that she likes to go to oh really yeah in australia that's really rad that's really cool no i'm uh, in in america it sounds like um so yeah that's kind of cool but that was a lot of fun to watch i i kind of sat at the back because i had a big night (laughs) and uh i just wanted to make sure that that yeah i didn't have to stand in line for fucking an hour and a half so i just got there right towards the end uh when they were going in because fuck that nice um but yeah that was pretty much pax that was that was it like i i mainly did a lot of talking to people and and that sort of shit um Mm. and just checking out indie stuff really yeah that was my packs i had fun it was all right oh i went to the twitch party um that was friday night that was shit house really complete shit yep um that was a public event uh so it was fucking the line was around the, the corner and we got in there and uh 
because we didn't have VIP passes, we had to line up for drinks. And that took us about, I don't know, 20 minutes. We were waiting for one bar. Turns out that bar wasn't actually serving drinks. I was just standing there. So we went to the other side and stood there for about five, 10 minutes. Didn't really get anywhere. So we left, went to the pub across the road. Wow. Yeah, it was shit for us anyway. Bummer. <laughs> um, and that was the only party on that night pretty much. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, big Twitch presence this year as well. They were doing a lot of stuff with uh, meeting your favorite streamers and they had like streaming computers going there where people could jump on and do stuff and seemed kind of cool. A lot of people enjoyed it from what I could gather. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, the other only thing I, I learned about PAX this year is that uh, they're going to move the dates next year. Oh. It sounds like it's going to be earlier. Um, cool. From what I've been told, it'll be before Melbourne Cup. So whether that means, uh, you know, early October or mid-October, um, it sounds like they're going to try and get out of that uh, Melbourne Cup area. Which is cool. awesome because fucking shit is expensive up there during Melbourne Cup. Uh huh. And also, and, and it's sort of in the middle of a very fucking busy period for reviews people. and stuff. Yeah, for some people. Yep. Well, I mean, if I wasn't doing a review, I would have been at BlizzCon. So yeah. Well, also, I feel like that uh, if it is in early October that at least gives you like publishers a chance to show shit off yep you know in the middle of november or at the start of november most of the games are out by then yeah and the ones that aren't um like there, there's not many like what is what's it said dishonored um call of duty was out that weekend yeah there's like there's not much <laughs> so I don't know. It's that's why this year seemed like a lot more focused towards indie stuff. I think, um, you know, there's no EA there doing doing a having a big presence. Uh, there's no um, Activision there having a big presence. Like, yeah. But that seems to be a trend that's happening a lot. But anyway, I had I had fun at least. Um, I'd be interested to hear what like normal people. <laughs> like non-media people would like about it if, if they if they had fun or um, yeah you know do they go the whole three days are they only going one day did anyone like come up much? and say hi probably not because i've had headphones on and oh because, my god what a mad jerk and because i wasn't there for the, the other two days it's true yeah like friday was the day i spent like a good chunk there just walking around and seeing stuff saturday i was there for half an hour sunday i was there for half an hour Oh, you know, half an hour. I went to a panel for an hour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like wasn't. Uh, I kind of like it that way <laughs> at the moment. So yeah, it was fun. Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about games you played? Because I haven't. I haven't played any games since I've literally been to PAX and back. Oh, okay. uh, I haven't stopped since since then. Well, why don't we talk about fancy basketball real quick? If you want. Sure. Okay. Well, first of all. Uh, everyone thinks that auctions should be moved to days daily. Okay, nice. Every, it, it does. Like this is straight out fact. Everyone like it was in the chat last week while you're on, away at PAX. You can go check. Okay, you, in our, you can go check the rules in our Smackboard. Have you fucking changed it finally? I changed them like yesterday. 
No, you can't have changed him yesterday because I put in a fucking... I tried to ditch Ty Lawson and pick up fucking uh, Tyler Johnson and it didn't go through. I mean, thank God, but... What time yeah. was that, though? Waiver process every day, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It might have been after. No, it should have been on time, so... Or maybe it didn't go through till today. Or maybe yours didn't process until after the time. Yeah. See what Because it you- says... It didn't kick in until November 7th today. That's today. So, like, that was two hours before me and Alex did our trade. So, your rule change didn't actually take effect until an hour and a half, actually. Anyway. That happens. It does. Anyway, that's that's a good move there, Kamish. And, yeah, I made a trade with Alex, which... uh, I crunched... I sat there fucking ages today because I've been... Because, uh, so I did my IGN review for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, or I should say I did my Call of Duty Infinite Warfare review for IGN, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's, uh, it's a process. It's a process because everything has to go through, like, a wave of edits, and then you make changes, and then they edit the changes, and then, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, so I was sitting there waiting for edits to come through, and I've already, I, uh, oh, I started a game of Netune's Pride 2. Because hmm. uh, they wanted, um, they're testing out a new. It's it's a mode called Proteus mode, and hmm. it's a more complex version of Neptune's Pride. Uh, so it's got like all this experience and shit, but uh, it's got like these wormholes as well. Okay, and uh, yeah, uh, it's like the map began, and uh, I had I was placed directly in the center. And worse than that, I was placed with uh, four wormholes in my immediate vicinity. Okay. So uh, I um, I got fucked. I've got three stars left in that. So it's not terribly interesting. They can't actually take these stars off me because I've just been pissing all my manufacturing directly into these stars so that uh, anytime anything happens, I just, like, uh, I can immediately fucking... Uh, like build more ships and shit like that, and I'm so there. Yeah, they can't even they can't even touch me. Uh, I've got more ships than all of them, and if anyone tries to go in to whittle away my ships, then someone else is going to come in and, and scoop up the remains. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they they're not going in, which is good. Uh, but um, yeah. To anyway, so I've only got three stars. It's not very interesting. So uh, I spent the morning waiting for edits to come back uh crunching the numbers on two trades because uh ben mckelvey uh award-winning author uh wait, wait hold on what awards has he won <laughs> uh okay um best-selling author best selling. i actually saw his fucking book a lot over the last week as well yeah um obviously going around to different airports and whatnot yeah um yeah, I saw his book all over the place. So he's doing pretty well. They uh, Audible put it front and center as one of the like books you can get because I've got an Audible su- subscription. It's one of the books you can get from Audible. So who's narrating it then? Uh, I have no idea. Um, but he sent me get this fucking trade. He sends the worst trades. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic from my team mm-hmm. to his team, and I would get Joel Embiid. And uh, Luol Deng, 
which is just a fucking <laughs> that's just spitting in my fucking face. He's trying to ditch a little dang. That is just oh, obviously sending you trades with dang as well. No, no, I just feel like his little dang's kind of I think jumping between starter positions. Right. Well, he's minutes are not as high as what I think people thought they would be. I I don't know how anyone thought his minutes were going to be fucking high. Like, uh, uh, well, because Nick Young has just gone bananas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he sent me that, and uh, I didn't have to think very hard about not taking that one. But uh, Alex Walker from Kotaku sent me his own trade of uh, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic to uh, to his team for Nikola Jokic, DeAndre Jordan, Emmanuel Mudiay, and I have to drop someone. So I was going to drop Ty Lawson anyway and pick up um, Tyler Johnson, mm-hmm. but instead I just dropped him straight out. And accepted this trade, and because uh, I get Moutier, he's a better point guard than fucking Lawson is, uh, and it like that's while Lawson was the only starting, well, basically, basically the only fucking point guard for the Kings or Sacramento or whatever the fuck. I think he was the only one because like, Darren Collison was suspended for being a fuckhead. Um, so yeah, I spent forever crunching the numbers on this Yeah, and, uh, looking at reading stuff and all this, like reading up on the, the various elements involved. Butler, Butler's ceiling isn't that high. I think it's just not high enough, but you have to drop someone, right? Yeah. So I dropped Ty Lawson. It's fine. Ty Lawson, who went zero for 10, (laughs) like, Put on a fucking Steph Curry effort. Yeah, but he might break the three-point record next game. Ah, uh, true. Did you see what happened today? I did see that, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. That doesn't count, though, because he didn't hit anything. He went zero for 10 against the Lakers. You know, he hit 13 mm. threes in one game. That's not that good. Did you see one of those fucking... One of, one of the threes he took, yeah. I swear to God, literally anyone else would have gotten fucking, like... Get it or not, benched (laughs) for the rest of the fucking game. (laughs) Ridiculous. Uh, Terrible. But, uh, yeah, so I I crunched the numbers. I think Jokic is all upside. I think think he's going to get – he's just going to get better. He's had a bad start to the season, and he's just going to get better. So – Where's he playing? Orlando? Denver. Denver. Okay. So, and DeAndre Jordan gives me blocks – Rebounds. Losing Gore and, and uh, Jimmy costs me some steals, which is a bummer, but that's okay. I'm actually still poised to hold on to steals against everyone except for the person who will now have Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic, and now he will not be able to beat me in rebounds or blocks. So I get two cats against Alex. Uh, I lose a cat that I'm already terrible in, which is uh, free throw three throw percentage. Uh, and I gain in field goal percentage. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. A net net positive, so I had to do it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to take some time until everyone votes, and because we've got some AFKs, which is a real bummer, um, we're going to have to wait until it times out, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I've had people try and do trades with me, but I'm like, I'm gonna wait and see once my other guys are healthy. I think by December, 
I should yep. have a better idea of what stats I need. You sure you don't have a decent idea already? You need points. We know this. You need steals or blocks. Yeah. You got fucking destroyed last week by Tegan. Yeah. But yeah, like she's playing 10 more games than me or nine more games than me. Does she have nine more games that game? Well, don't worry. I think so. Yeah, because I've got three people out. I've got Reggie Jackson, oh, Ben right. Simmons, and Tariq Evans. So uh, Reggie Jackson's due back like soon. I think they'll say next week. Sure. Uh, Tariq Evans is like slated for mid-November or December sometime. And then Ben Simmons will be end of the year. So let's yeah, just okay. see how Fair we enough. go. Nice. Yeah, she had 10 more games then. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. You should make some trades. I don't know. Everyone should make trades. I want us to be trading again. Trading's more interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. I didn't. I did not check my stats all. I haven't checked it for like a week. I checked it today to make sure I had shit set up, but otherwise, like, I don't know what's going on. I haven't looked at it for about a week, <laughs> just because I've been up flying around in packs and whatnot, just too busy. Oh, la di da. Yeah. Um, what about Fantasy Movie League? How are you going on Fantasy Movie League, motherfucker? I uh, I checked played it today. Played identical fucking lineup to me again for the third week in a row. I, I was set, thinking about this. I set that on like Tuesday or Monday. So did I. Yeah. And then um, I was talking to I was talking to Seamus on like on Thursday. Yeah. Because um, I saw him at Wargaming and I didn't even realize he was in this. Right. Like, he's coming like fourth or something. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, fair enough. I don't know who's playing in this league because everybody's got weird names and I don't really know who's been sent invites. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's loving it. He like, he's so hooked on this. He thinks it's amazing. Uh, and we were talking about like what, uh, what movies he picked. Um, and I think he said trolls or something like that. And he was asking me what movies I picked. I was like, I have no fucking idea. I just remember I picked like seven of the same movie and it's coming, <laughs> uh, the Mel Gibson one. I couldn't even remember the name of it. Um, yeah, so that's where I was at. Like, I just did not know what was going on. But yeah, we picked the same stuff. I just had a feeling if it did about 15, 14 million, it would be a good pick because Doctor Strange was going for about 80. Um, yep. and then this fucking Trolls movie came out of nowhere. So I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah, I set mine early in the week as well. I was thinking something like something that would be cool to do I, I think it's too like there's not enough customization options in the game as it is at the moment but something that would be cool to do would be to uh penalize cinemas that run the exact same thing because that would add an extra layer to it we would like because we've run the same fucking cinema comp for last no not last week the week before i think we were different uh Three weeks ago was the last time we were different. Really? Yeah. Last week, like the week just passed, we were the same. And the week before that, we were the same as well. Uh, and we've done it a lot. And I, like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't think, I'm not trying to punish anyone unnecessarily. Uh, but I do think, like, suddenly you've got to be like, well, if I pick this and other people playing have it, then I'm going to lose, say, 10 mil um yeah maybe i should maybe i shouldn't maybe i should take like the other the slightly lower earning film Hmm. but it's 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 like the it's that classic sort of um 
that psych test, right? The the one where if both of you pick the same thing, if you both pick to steal, then nobody gets anything. Yeah. Did we talk about this last week? Yeah. Well, that would just introduce that into it. It'd be fucking hilarious. I don't know. But yeah, the, the three cinemas that pick trolls, none of them had the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. The exact same comp. But I think the ones that I picked, there was like uh, so much money left over that that's why I picked it because I just had a feeling that if it did 15 million or 14 million, because I think it was gunning for 12. Yep. Uh, when I looked on Heartbreak Monday, or Tuesday, whatever it was, like whatever Absolute. day it changed. Yeah, it was like yep. gunning for 12 or something. And I was like, yeah. uh, I feel like it could do 15 because it's a Mel Gibson film, like. And it's a yeah. war film. If it does fifteen to twenty, then I think it's got a chance. Uh, and then I didn't even look at that trolls movie. I, I didn't know what that was, so that's where it kind of I, I get fucked by that. I know I didn't want to do trolls because kids movies, man. I just can't it's trust. Too risky. Them. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. Uh, anyway. So yeah. So uh, Luke Lancaster from Cena has apparently interviewed uh, the guy that's the behind the website from right. Shameless was telling me should get his email and tell him my idea just for like because obviously it wouldn't work for the the major league the big one where everyone plays together um but yeah in just private leagues it'd be nice to have something like one of those that you could turn on yep yeah be a cool little change cool um anyway talk about Gwent Gwent I got into the closed beta on the weekend nice um, it's pretty cool. It's it's Gwent from The Witcher. Uh, so CD Project Red are actively making a full blown computer based card game based on the game Gwent from Witcher Three. Yep. And uh, yeah, I um I've been playing it a bit. It's it's kind of good. Mm. I don't know. It's it's hard to sort of. Because I've played so much Hearthstone, I sort of think about a lot of things in ter- in Hearthstone terms, and it's it doesn't operate that way. It doesn't operate in the magic sense either. There's no, you don't have mana, you just have turns. So if you've got like a bunch of fucking ten mana things, uh, ten ten attack things, then you can just play them whenever the fuck. Um, so it's one of those like you don't. If, yeah, on turn one, you can just start playing your best shit. You can start playing Geralt. Yeah. Geralt or Geralt, as the terrible kerning in the game names him. It's G-E-R space alt. It's so... The kerning is so fucked, eh? It's terrible. It drives me fucking bananas. Um, But, um, yeah, you just sort of... I don't know. You play whatever whenever, and it's sort of... It took me fucking ages to get my head around not having to worry about a mana curve or anything. And I'm sure I, I, I'm still way, way off mastering it. Um, but I only know one other person in the game uh, who has it. So that's Steve Farrelly. Uh, he's played a shitload of Hearthstone as well. Um, fucking smashed him. Yeah. Fucking see you later, mates. No, he only had starting decks because he's been playing on uh, Xbox for some insane reason. Um, so he, he wasn't able to, like, he had no idea, um, like, how he was supposed to get his cards back. I don't think he can transfer his account. So he just sort of had to deal instead. 
with not having any fucking cards and only having starter decks. On the like flip side, I've only got like basically starter decks. So I've only I'm only level three or something, which means I've got like I don't know three crate things so far, and that's about it. So yeah. it's not like I've got shitloads of stuff or anything. But. I should check if I'm in it because I got a code like when the game was first announced. I think. Well, then, yeah, definitely. But- Man. At that stage, I, I'm pretty sure there was like an NDA on it you couldn't talk about, which is why I didn't play it because uh, <laughs> I thought there's point? no point playing it. Yeah, you know, if I can't talk about it, because um, yeah, all I'm doing then is just helping them make a game. Um, but yeah, yeah, you got your monsters decks, your score tile decks, um, your Skellige deck, I think, yep. and the Northern Realms. Uh, and yeah, you just wind up, I don't know, uh, putting together the best hand you can. I've got a really decent score tile deck, um, that leans pretty heavily on, uh, so I've got these like trap things that when you play something, um, if it, uh, so you play it on their side, their side of the game. So you've got three rows on each side, the um, the siege, the ranged, and the melee. And then, so you play it on their rows and you decide which row you want to play it on. And if they play a card next to that row, mm-hmm. uh, next to, sorry, they play a card in that row, then it activates its a trap. And uh, in this case, when it gets played, you uh, remove five strength from it, and if it dies, you immediately spawn two uh, two strength dudes on your own side, mm-hmm. which gives me a huge, huge advantage. Uh, they get to keep all like the trap itself adds to their combat power, but otherwise, like, it doesn't really matter. Um, and then there's yeah, all these special cards that I have that I use to sort of. Uh, bolster my shit so i've got like a card that will automatically play one of my special cards which has fucked me a couple of times because if you like the special cards themselves are um like scorch is one where it'll just burn uh away the highest non-gold unit on the battlefield so if you've got a 10 uh card in play a 10 attack card in play it'll just burn it away uh but if you've got like four if they're like, if you've got three and I've got one ten attack, it'll burn all of them away. So I might wind up like burning away my own shit, which is a pain in the ass if it happens when I'm not ready for it. Um, so that's a thing that happens. Uh, but yeah, most of the time it works out okay. It's just a bit risky. Mo- like you sort of only play the random play a spe- random special card when you know that you've already got scorch in hand so you're not going to get fucked on it then I got another card that allows me to um look at all of the special cards that have been played mm-hmm. and i can play it again immediately and so if i know that the only thing left in my deck is commander's horn uh only special card left in my deck is commander's horn i'll stack one row whichever row it might be uh i'll stack it up and just fucking dump everything I can into that one row. And then I'll play the player random special. It'll play Commander's Horn. I can double the strength of my non-gold units. And then 
the next turn I can play a I've got a gold card that allows me to uh, go into the graveyard and play the special card again and I double it again and it's usually game over from there uh, which is cool you know it's cool um, and yeah I don't know that's about it that's Gwen that's Gwen um, yeah it's it seems it like it seems like they've translated it well um, a lot of stuff for the Witcher fans uh, there's a roach card I took a photo a, a screenshot of it and posted it on my Twitter it's fucking hilarious mm-hmm. it's a picture of roach standing on the roof of a house and uh, Geralt's standing there looking and he's like how the fuck did you get up there and that's that's Roach's card it's amazing oh okay and uh, whenever like basically it's special ability is it'll get played whenever a gold unit appears so it's sort of just a free three damage card it's not particularly great but it's just too hilarious not to use so yeah yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's good times. Uh, if you can get into the closed beta, give it a shot. Like, just have a look, man. Like, um, and people at home as well. Like, just have a look. Uh, and add Joby on fucking on the GOG galaxy because I've got no one to play with. <laughs> hmm. uh, and I need people to play with. Um, Does it. You can't matchmake with other people. Yeah, yeah. You got you got matchmaking and stuff. Uh, that's how the game basically works. It's just constantly matchmaking but uh yeah i want to play with other people to test out my shit and see how i go um and see see like learn new things against people i know as opposed to the matchmaking which i don't think is skill-based at the moment so yeah yeah anyway cool and it'd just be fun to play with people you know and i need more friends on my god galaxy list so i've got fucking one yeah is it me it's not me. It's not. Um, what are you talking about? Next, Call of Duty. Shall we go Call of Duty now? Okay. Y- yeah, let's leave the other one to last. Okay, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Holy fuck, there's just so much to unpack here. Uh, pretty mixed, eh? Pretty mixed uh, reception for it, which is interesting to me. Um... A lot of people are saying they love the campaign, and I to be honest, I think they're all fucking insane. I think anyone who loves this campaign is fucking insane. Uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, years gone past, I'd say something mean about them, but uh, it's just not in me anymore. I, I sort of, I get, I understand, I understand liking a bad campaign and shit, but um, yeah. These days, I don't have it in me. Uh, I caught, I, I smashed Titanfall 2 for not being fucking innovate, or for failing to innovate when they had such innovative elements to it. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare doesn't have innovative elements to it. Uh, it looks worse than Titanfall 2, which is interesting because they're basically on the same engine, if I'm recalling correctly. They're both on modified source engines these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that, um, yeah, uh, t- like Timefall 2 doesn't look amazing by any measure. I mean, Battlefield 1 exists and is now the gold standard fucking visuals in a um, shooter, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, Timefall 2 doesn't look amazing, 
because we already know what amazing is. But Infinite Warfare doesn't even look that good. Um, Kit Harrington is the main bad guy. Kit Harrington is Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Uh, he looks like someone peeled his face off. Like, it, the bad guy, his name is Koch or something. Uh, it looks like Koch actually trapped Kit Harrington in real life and then peeled Kit Harrington's face off mm. and then slapped it on over his own face like a mask and stretched it so that it would actually fit. And uh, and then, yeah, he talks and he's like, yeah, I'm definitely – what What are you talking about? I'm definitely Kit Harrington. And they're like, Koch, mate, um, you look like it's, there's blood dripping down your neck. And he's like, no, no, there isn't. Don't worry about it. Like, just ignore that and just call me Kit from now on. And uh, they're all like, okay, okay, Kit. Um, like, don't do that to us, though, because mm. our faces aren't, like, as pretty. And uh, and Kit's all like, well, yeah, but you see I fucked up a, a bit. I've got a big scar down my eye. That's how, you know, I've been in, in battle. But it's actually just where my knife slipped while I was peeling Kit's face off. And... Uh, yeah, he just looks like shit. Everything looks like, I don't know. The, like, the backgrounds. Actually, everything up close looks like shit, and everything in the far distance in the game looks really pretty. Which is uh, a bit weird. Oh, it's, I don't know. Is it weird? I don't think it's weird. It's it's just um, telling, I guess. It's telling that uh, skyboxes are very pretty, and up close detail shit is uh, ugly as sin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, gameplay is pretty boring in the single in the campaign. Uh, you sort of fucking it's it's just these three different like I don't know. It's just it's corridor shooting, which uh, I should be clear I don't have a fucking philosophical problem with, um, but it's not like inventive corridor shooting or anything. Uh, it just uh, I don't know run down a corridor shoot some stuff it's just it's depressing because it's in a sci-fi setting but yeah. you're still sort of trapped by corridors and it's a really interesting thing that i think sums up infinite warfare really well is that uh you're able to wall run and double jump and crouch slide and all this kind of shit that uh titanfall 2 allows you to do and uh i wall ran once in the campaign of uh infinite warfare and it was when they were demonstrating that you could do it. Yeah. And the rest of the time, I just fucking ran on my foot, feet. Like, there's there's no urgency. There's no platforming. There's no reason to actually be able to wall run. It's just, well, it's a future shooter, and we're desperately trying to copy what Titanfall 1 did. So, uh, here you go. Wall running. You can wall run. You're never gonna, but you can do it. And uh, the wall running doesn't feel as good as Titanfall either. So, you know, it's it's a tough ask, I suppose. Fucking how hard is my computer working? Can you hear that? The man. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds it's very annoying. I don't know why it's something. working so hard. It shouldn't be that fucking loud. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, you just sort of uh, you uh, run on foot and shoot things. And uh, there are a couple of interesting fights uh, where you fight giant robots. That's pretty cool. But. Uh, Nothing like Metal Gear or anything. Don't get me wrong. They're just slightly bigger robots than normal. Um, but 
yeah otherwise it's that's that's one section that you do corridor shooting and then uh the next section you do is uh space shooting where you're floating around in zero g shooting people uh but all the bad guys wear black and you're in space so it's black on a background of black and so they're very difficult to see uh to solve this uh the game uses these giant rectangular fucking orange boxes to highlight where they are but that's the only time that shit works which is an inconsistency that bugs the hell out of me like why wouldn't you have you've got you've clearly got identification friend or foe targeting involved in your in your heads up display i mean it clearly exists it's just it only works in zero g for some reason like is there some sort of gyroscope doesn't work when you're on the ground or some shit but uh yeah anyway so that's annoying uh it also doesn't last very long it like disappears after a couple of seconds which means if you weren't paying full attention to where all 15 guys were uh they'll disappear and you just have to wait for them to shoot you and then you follow the traces back while they're fucking shooting you Mm -hmm. to find out where the fuck they are um and so it just sort of turns zero g fights into this like tedious game of fucking memory as you quickly analyze where all uh, all the fucking cards are and then you try and flip them over by shooting them and uh yeah just i don't know just they made shooting in space boring which is is there lasers there's no lasers right there's energy weapons they're not lasers they're i think plasma um and then you've got the jackal uh, and the jackal is your spaceship uh and they've ruined it uh, instead of doing like a, what they should have done, in my opinion, is something like um, Crimson Skies. Did you ever play that? Mm-hmm. Just had a really good flight model. Uh, and yeah, you just felt like you were in control. But they wanted you to feel like you were flying really fast all the time. Like when you, oh, get this. Uh, hang on, I'll get to it. Uh, when, like when you're flying around, right, and uh, you lock onto an enemy so you can shoot them down. Um, you like start boosting forward really fast but the game does uh, these like it does these i guess uh assists that do a lot of the flying for you and it sort of feels like uh in elite dangerous when you're into interdicting someone um you sort of line up behind them you trigger your interdictor and then you jump in and you're sort of in this tunnel and you're flying behind, you're trying to fly behind your target for as long as possible until the interdictor finally drags them out of their super cruise. Then, once that's occurred, you're dropped about a kilometer away from them and the fucking dogfighting begins, right? Uh, it's It can be really tough with a, like, um, me and Fiaran used to practice interdicting one another because it, it can be really tough to stay on someone who is moving erratically and who's quite good at faking you out. So if you see them like sort of tick left for a second and then they go hard right, if you've already ticked left, then they will break the interdiction and you won't actually drop them out of super cruise you'll just drop out yourself and it'll be really difficult to go get them. Uh, it's useful for learning how to, you know, um, get out of that shit. But anyway, um, then the dog fighting occurs and that's the real shit. Like you're fucking, 
you're fighting then and it's proper fucking space flight fucking fighting and shit in call of duty infinite warfare the bit where you follow behind them until they die that's it that's the entire fucking dogfight it's not like yeah elite dangerous has you do this fly in a tunnel shit and then lets you do the fun stuff but this is just you fly in a tunnel shit there's no it never gets to the fun stuff which is uh annoying it's shit it's garbage fuck it uh anyway um so the jackal stuff the problem like the other problem is like they have all this stuff like you'll go to you'll do jackal fighting in an asteroid field or near the remnants of a exploded capital ship or all this kind of shit but it doesn't matter to you when you're flying at fucking when everything's flinging past you at fucking nearly light speed because you're just fucking trying to stay in your tunnel Right, you don't really take in any of this shit. You're just trying to shoot things as fast as possible, and then it's over. So every single jackal sequence feels exactly the fucking same. It's just like, yeah, well, cool. That feels the same. And that's the thing, right? Three separate gameplay loops, and they all feel exactly the fucking same. Meanwhile, Timefall Two never feels the fucking same. It just feels fucking unambitious. That's my problem. That's my problem with Call of Duty versus Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Is that Call of Duty makes three amazing seeming things fighting robots fighting zero g flying spaceships tedious and timefall 2 just never really did anything spectacular as spectacular as they could have with the stuff they had anyway uh one of the things i was gonna say is uh partway through partway through the hilarious infinity uh infinity infinite warfare Mm -hmm. uh campaign is um is this sequence where you uh you fly up into space you time travel and, um no you wish man uh, you start in atmosphere on a planet that i can't remember the, which planet you're on it might Endor. be Venus, i don't know and uh then you fly up into space and uh you go from zero to uh eighteen thousand kilometers an hour mm-hmm. in um i think like nine seconds or something yeah um yeah so your acceleration is i did the maths on this because i was this more of my i'm bored waiting for uh shit to edits to happen but uh yeah i did the maths on this you're accelerating at 145 meters per second per second mm-hmm. which is like uh 15 ish g's uh, like G-Force of 15. Yep. Yep. Uh, I could do that. It's easy. Totes. 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 Uh, anyway, and uh, you get up to a speed of 18,000 kilometers an hour, uh, and then you uh, lose control of your ship when uh, some some debris shatters through your cockpit. Mm. And instead of um, obliterating you into a fine mist which is obviously what would happen. Uh, it just tears a hole in your suit, in your spacesuit. But you eject anyway at 18,000 kilometers an hour. And uh, you've got a hole in your spacesuit. And so that means you're leaking um, oxygen. You're, you're not having as much oxygen as, as you can have. And, like, you, you like, ping out. You're already traveling 18,000 kilometers an hour. You ping out using an ejection system that obviously would eject relative to your 
your ship. So it would ping you out fucking faster than you're already going. Uh, and obviously not traveling in the same, necessarily the exact same direction, but you're in space, frictionless environment, zero G environment. Uh, so you've just, you're traveling 18,000 kilometers an hour forward and then you ping upwards. You would still be traveling 18,000 kilometers an hour forward, but now you're traveling however fucking fast the ejection seat pissed you out at. Mm. Uh, so you're no longer, yep. And then, um, your robot, uh, buddy is with you and, uh, he hugs you. He's got, um, duct tape for legs, basically. Yep. Um, and, uh, but instead of pulling some of the duct tape off and taping up your, um, space suit, he just sort of consoles you. He's just like, yeah, sorry, chief, but you're going to die. And you're like, well, fucking just, you know what, you know what you could do? You're a robot. Just close your fucking hand over the hole. Like if I was like if I was pink. Like, look, if I was traveling eighteen thousand kilometers an hour plus however fucking fast, let's say another two hundred kilometers an hour up all at once, uh, and uh, a robot was holding on to me, and I had a tear in my spacesuit, and I was going to die from a lack of oxygen in forty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'd do. I would tell the robots to grab, to pinch my arm, to just fucking squish my arm closed and fucking close off the fucking spacesuit at the part where there's a hole. So let's say it's on my forearm. Then he just fucking pinches my my spacesuit at the elbow and holds it closed so that air doesn't escape because he's a fucking robot, mm-hmm. Right. And yes, I'd lose half my arm, but I could just get a robot arm if I miraculously got saved. Although, I suppose, the fact that you're traveling 18,000 kilometers an hour away from your last known location, plus up a little bit as well, 200 kilometers an hour up as well, means that the fact, the idea of anyone seeing you is uh, highly unlikely. So you're probably just instead going to if you don't bleed out from the robot crushing your arm, uh, maybe he like holds it so tight that the blood doesn't get out. But, um, if that doesn't happen, uh, and, uh, that is exactly how you die, by the way, uh, then yeah, instead you just die from, you know, eventually running out, like just the terrible loneliness of space. Anyway. So, uh, instead of any of these things happening, so using duct tape for legs, uh, to duct tape hold the, sh- uh, the close the sh- uh, fucking hole or like um, instead of crushing your arm and closing off the hole or instead of anything uh, yeah Ethan your robot is just like yeah sorry champ you're gonna die uh, but that's you know at least you lived a, um, a life full of regrets and uh, then you pass out and then you wake up on a ship on a spaceship and uh, the um, boss of the other capital chi- ship in your fleet is there. And she's like, well, I saved you. And uh, Ethan's like, well, how did you work out where we were? And they flitter about some fucking bullshit about gravitational, rotational variances or some shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That, that's, that holds up to scrutiny. And uh, then, yeah, they just fucking go on with their lives. But they, they they also mention that um that the robot 
was found like you were found and the robot was hugging you and yeah. he'd been out there for so long that he'd frozen in place around you which means you're without oxygen hmm. for long enough for a robot to freeze around you which means you uh, as in your character Reyes uh, you're properly brain dead your brain dead as fuck which might actually uh, answer the question of why does the ca- only the captain of one of the only two capital ships in Earth's Navy keep going on fucking on foot missions on his own uh, it, does he think he's Captain Kirk and <laughs> no the answer as it turns out is that he is brain damaged Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some hard science there. Um, anyway, so the story is nonsense. Like, just non-stop nonsense. Um, like, just... Just, uh... Fucking torrents of bullshit. Um, so that's not that's not great. But all the voice actors do a really good job. Which is, you know... On the flippity flop, I guess. Like, they all really fucking go at it. They all really act the shit out of this terrible fucking plot. Mm. And uh, it's it's pretty jarring. It's pretty jarring. I'll tell you that. It's jarring. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so that's there's that. Um, more more bullshit. Like I would love to. I th- I think if ever there was a game that could do with a fucking uh, riff tracks uh, mystery science theater type thing, mm-hmm. where uh, those guys just rip the shit out of a fucking plot of a game. This one would do it. This one would have it because it's fucking goofy as balls. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Um, multiplayer. The multiplayer runs... Uh, uh, it's it's either it's either on peer-to-peer hosted, uh, like, like player-hosted fucking servers. Yeah. As in listen servers. Uh, I know it, it did it once because uh, I had a fucking migrating host message. Don't know why I wasn't the fucking host every single time, considering I get a ping of zero, uh, one in Battlefield 1. Uh, but, yeah. And, like, my fucking up and down are ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, I'm not... Whatever. Um, so, instead... Uh, yeah, just have to wait for people to fucking migrate host or whatever, which is stupid as fuck. Um, and then... Yeah. Even when it's on a dedicated server, it's a 20 tick rate server. Hmm. With, and it's a hit scan game with like high precision fucking shooting, which means you will often get shot when you're three or four steps behind a fucking wall. Uh, you'll often turn a corner and start to shoot. And then when you watch the kill cam, you'll have turned the corner and run at them for like a full three seconds before you've fucking done anything. Like on your screen, it's like, fuck yeah, I got this. Hang on, I'm dead. And then uh, on their screen, it's like, well, this guy is not going to try and shoot me, I guess. It's lag compensation. It's lag compensation. Sorry, lag compensation worse than it ever was in fucking Rainbow Six Siege. But again, it favors the fucking the high ping bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if anything, instead of like instead of being the fucking host, I'm getting punished for having a really good fucking ping. I get punished constantly for having a really good ping. That's fucking aggravating, man. It's really aggravating. Um, so it just makes the like 
the game feel really like a lot of fucking cheap deaths where you're like well i mean on my screen i shot into you for like a minute and a half <laughs> but uh on your screen you saw me and looked at me for an hour and then you thought well i guess i'll start to shoot and then you started to shoot and i died from that somehow um and it just like winds up i don't know i just gave up sort of really putting much effort in really caring about stuff i was like pre-firing corners and shit and all this kind of stuff because i knew that i'd get fucked either way mm-hmm. and yeah people are already camping and stuff which is gross because uh, you know the mobility in the game implies that you're not really ever s- supposed to stop moving but people are full-blown fucking camping their asses off i threw a fucking a grenade into a room and it exploded right next to the guy and then he shot me and i watched the fucking kill cam and there's flames all over his screen and then he shoots me like he should why how did he not explode he was in a fucking room hiding in a tiny room right next to a grenade and it didn't fucking kill him ridiculous this this sort of shit shouldn't happen um the really one, selling this game oh yeah oh yeah I'm, I'm trying to um the wall running you can only ro- wall run on certain walls yeah okay so you like you can't just wall run on every wall um, the yellow walls can't hey are they like colored a certain a like, lot of the shade? time they are clearly defined yes uh but like even like there's there was one area where you could run you could wall run on this truck and then you couldn't wall run on the wall next to it for some unknown reason but you can wall run a, on a fucking truck just not on the actual wall mm-hmm. uh yeah just sort of inconsistent bullshit like that well it's it's just it comes down to like the map design creating this sort of uh like they're just new corridors like in time for two when you use the fucking walls to run around you're expanding your ability to move into a it's like it's like 3.5d or 2.5d for fucking um if you imagine like x and y are your fucking your normal planes for movements Mm -hmm. and occasionally you jump which makes it 3d um your actual running movement is 2.5d in Titanfall 2 because you can wall run on fucking any wall windows fucking walls fucking trucks and fucking everything you can wall run on fucking anything rocks uh but in in call of duty infinite warfare you can only wall run on the walls it wants you to run on and it just instead of giving you freedom it just creates new corridors it's just these new fucking restrictive channels for you to run down that you're not allowed to leave from and so any map that leans heavily on that as a key fucking uh element of the map design there are a couple where like there are just these huge sections of wall running uh where you have to fucking run on the walls to fucking get to the next section of the map uh yeah it just winds up being like 
a fucking turkey shoot because you can't strafe while you're wall running. So if you're wall running towards a dude and he looks at you and shoots, you Can't shoot move. back, yeah. he can move side to side, you cannot. You just continue to run at him, getting closer to him. And, yeah, you just sort of get fucked. Um, so, yeah, that like it just makes wall running a piss poor option, except in the maps that are basically traditional Call of Duty maps, except on the very outside, they create these, like, flanking paths that you can use for war running because you don't have to use those flanking paths. Instead of having three lanes, like a normal Call of Duty map, you've got five, but the two outside ones are war running. And when when it does that, like, you, it's it makes a lot of sense because you could send someone to go guard those lanes, to shut down those lanes, and if like and if you do send them they'll have the advantage as defenders but if you don't send someone like it's it's not that big a deal it's still a risk on the attacker's part to decide to go down those lanes uh even in the case like if there is a fucking defender there they'll get fucked um so yeah i don't know so there's that and um yeah there's some maps that are really fucking really uh, tight, like really closed in, mm-hmm. and those maps suck because they it's just auto shotgun fever, and uh, because of the fucking shitty tick rate, uh, yeah, the amount of times I die uh, after unloading two fucking shots from a shot an auto shotgun, like everyone uses an auto shotgun, the amount of times I die after bang bang, and then I die too many and watch the kill cam and i didn't even fire a fucking shot infuriating so those maps suck um but anyway um that's it uh ghosts ghosts is good fun i've been playing with nathan um it's just it's like ghosts in spaceland is literally just treyarch's ghosts Mm-hmm. Uh, done again like in a new map it's got the Hoff in it it's got a bunch of actors doing the voices it's goofy and uh, like fucking it gets tense and Nate is extremely fucking good at it and yeah you just go and go and go you fight wave after wave after wave it's just a wave shooter and yeah it's good fun or fighting like ghosts Huh? No, you zombies. Ghosts. Oh, zombies. Did I say ghosts? Yeah, you said ghosts. That's why I was like, what? zombies. Zombies in Spaceland. Okay. Oops, I think I was thinking of Inf- Infinity Ward's last game, Ghosts. Yeah, that's was- why you said that. I thought, oh, is he talking about the remastered? <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, so yeah, zombies in Spaceland. Zombies is good, and it's basically just Treyarch zombies. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's really good fun. Um, yeah. Right. What are they going to do? Like a full-on just zombie game? It's got to be coming, know. right? They should have fucking done it this year. They should have just made a zombie, zombies game and just let Black Ops 3 continue uh, as the main fucking thing or whatever. That's like that's what I think they, sh- that they should have because Sledgehammer is making the next Call of Duty, which yep. means it'll be Advanced Warfare 2 or whatever, uh, and then Treyarch. And Infinite War- uh, Infinity Ward should just be tasked with making expansion packs for whatever Treyarch makes. Because they seem to be pretty good at just following whatever Treyarch does uh, and not so good at doing their own thing, in my opinion. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sold. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, If you want to see even more 
about that. Uh, even more of me going on about that. Uh, there's video and a 4,400-word review on IGN. It's their longest ever review. Did you give it a, a score yet? Cause I did. I, what did it come down to? 7.7. 7. Yeah, that's too high, man. Maybe. I think but it it's is. scored according to IGN's scale. Who picked uh, the score then, them or you? We <laughs> argued about it. All right. Quite so some time. It sounds like you wanted a lower score. <laughs> yes. It sounds like. Like, I'm just... That score, from what you're telling me, does not sound like the experience you're explaining. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if you think about it, right? Think yeah. about it from their perspective, and it is the lowest score a Call of Duty game has ever gotten by 11 points because um, they score on a 100 scale, uh, which is a huge difference in IGN's sort of uh, frame of reference. Um, but, uh, yeah, for my own scoring system, uh, it would be lower. It would be much lower. Um yeah, maybe maybe a six point nine. It's still too maybe high. lower still. Um, yeah, uh, no. Well, I, I guess I'll, I wasn't because the the multiplayer is it's good once you stop caring and once you accept the fact that it's basically just Black Ops Three multiplayer. Okay. Once you accept those two things, uh, it's it's actually fine. But like, why the fuck would you buy? So it's not doing any news. What you're saying, it's still yeah, good. 100%. But- so it's, it's all the things that I criticize. Fucking. Titan 424, uh, you know, not really innovating enough or yeah. playing it way too safe. Uh, yeah, it's all that. And then, yeah, it's also got a terrible campaign. Um, yeah. Personally, I would have been very happy if uh, it, had, it had gone lower than my fucking Doom review uh, score. That would have been very good. But, yeah, at the same time, I can 100% see their perspective on how Call of Duty games get reviewed on IGN or, like, get scored at IGN. Yeah, but also, like, they've pretty much just given it an average review. Like, it's it's nearly an eight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that score. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the next game. Uh, yeah. Dishonored 2. Dishonored 2. This, That's this out today. Game. By the time you're listening to this, yes. Yep. Um, it might be game of the year, eh? I've not finished it. And I don't know how oh, many... Oh, he's changed his mind. I've been telling everyone at fucking PAX, oh, I decided to, it might be game of the year because Jung was going on about fucking Dark Souls. You've been going on about Dark Souls. I said, look, Dishonored, still to come. We'll see. Dark Souls is good, good, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't finished it, but from what I've played so far, which is the first two levels, it's fucking insane. It's, it's pure insanity, man. It is pure insanity. The depth of each level is fucking ridiculous. It is, it just keeps like each one keeps going and giving you more and more and more. And you like, keep like looking through, like I did. I did something just before the podcast that is one of my favorite fucking things in a game ever. And to do it was so such a fucking process. 
Like, but I, d- I did it and it worked out fucking amazingly. And better still is that I know there will be repercussions for my actions. I know I've done something that I will not get away with here. And it's going to come back and get me. And I can't wait to see how it does. And that's going to be so fucking cool. And uh, it's amazing, man. Like, so you play as either Emily or Corvo. Um, I'm playing as Emily for my first run through. I figured, you know, play like she's got more interesting sort of abilities and stuff like that. Um, not necessarily more interesting, just new and interesting abilities. And um, yeah, it's um, it's so fucking cool. I just I, I go around like there's all like the. I mean, I'm already high chaos. I was high chaos Hmm. fucking, I don't know, 20 minutes into the game. I didn't mean to be, but it's one of those things where you're like, okay, I'll go here. I'm going to kill this guy. He can die, and I'm sure it'll be fine. And you kill him, and then someone finds his body, and they come up and attack you, and you're like, fuck, block, stab. And you're like, all right, two deaths, I'm sure won't be a big deal. Yeah. It won't be a problem. And then, like, yeah, uh, other people start dying. And you're like, oh, fuck. But, uh, yeah, 20 minutes in, I was high chaos. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Everyone dies now. Uh, even still, I'm still doing, like, the, the low chaos options for the bosses and stuff. I'm still, like, knocking them out where I can and taking them and stuff. But uh, everyone else dies. So it's uh, like to do the full low chaos run is going to be such a fucking challenge um, because like it's going to be properly rough. Because the good thing about like you can do the low chaos solution to a boss fight pretty easily if you've already killed everyone that you have to when you're like leaving. Like if you've already killed all the people, then um, doing a low chaos thing isn't that big a problem. But uh, yeah, if there are still a bunch of guards all around the fucking place uh, and you're trying to sneak out with a fucking knocked out body of a boss on your shoulder, yeah, good luck. So you're getting different like points or something depending on how you're playing it? Is that how it's working? Different points. What are you talking about? Like you- uh, higher chaos and low chaos. So in, uh, in the first Sonnet, uh, if you killed a lot of people, you would get high chaos. And what that does is it spawns, uh, in the first game, it spawned more rats. In this one, it spawns more blood flies. Uh, but it also affects the ending and you get a more negative ending. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I already know I'm, I'm running at the negative ending, but, um, I've just resolved, like resigned myself to the idea. But what are you getting in this game? And like, what's, what effects are you seeing? Is it more than just rats and shit, or is there, like, story stuff? Uh, there will be story stuff. I'm still really early in the game, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, at the moment, it's just blood flies, not rats. Uh, there might be more rats as well. There seems to be a shitload of rats, but, um, yeah. But you uh, could use them in the other game, right? You could take over them, the rats and maneuver around. Wasn't that, like, a yes. mechanic? Yeah, and uh, I believe that Corvo still can do that. Right. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
what else is there? What else is there to say? It's upon me. Um, it's just, it's such a deep game. Like, there's just so much fucking going on in it. So many different ways to go about doing things. And I just, like, I continuously get distracted trying to get to stuff. They do this thing. They've got... So, you get the heart pretty early on. And the heart was the thing you used in the first game to sort of point you at um, uh, runes that you could use to upgrade your character. Um, in this one, you get it, like, immediately and... They use it to sort of point out when there's secret parts to levels and shit. And in that sense, it's really fucking clever because, like, there are a number of times where I've been like, well, how the fuck do I get down there? And I've, like, then gone throughout back throughout the level desperately trying to get down to where a fucking rune is so I could, or a bone charm is so I could, like, get it. Hmm. and uh, I've solved some fucking really clever shit because of it. But, uh, oh, man, I want to tell you this thing I did, but I, I can't because I want people to fucking come across it on their own. It's so fucking cool, though. Um, and, yeah, getting it done, getting it actually done was such a pain in the dick. Um, but eventually I did, which is really, really fucking cool. Um, there's all kinds of, like, awesome characters and shit as well, which is uh, good. Like, uh, the characterization in it, everyone seems, like, menacing and uh, they've all got, like, this sort of depth to them. Like, people aren't just straight up good or straight up evil. There are definitely some people who are straight up evil, but people, like, a lot of the characters are just sort of, like, you can sort of see their motivations and how they wound up being bad guys and stuff like that. And that's really cool. And, uh, yeah, so the writing's really good. The fucking the level design is off the fucking chains. The powers, um, I've, I haven't really got anything new that I didn't have when I played the preview session the other week, uh, other month. Yep. So uh, I don't really have new powers. I've actually got less powers than I did then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do have a power that allows me to make my own bone charms by breaking down others. And uh, that's pretty cool. I think it's in a game where you're encouraged to save and reload very often. There's like a degree of sort of um, random chance to the um, to the creation aspect of this bone charm creator thing yep. uh there's a random chance that'll corrupt and you'll get a bad bone charm but because it's it encourages you to save and reload saves come basically um it's i don't know i don't see the point in having a random chance of like you just fuck if you roll the dice and get the bad thing then you just fucking do it again yep. reload so uh that's like but that's part of the game right like that that's an element they wrote into the game. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that one's on them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, mm, I don't know. Um, it's just spectacular, man. Like, I just have so much fun. I've, I've played it for fucking, I don't know, eight hours now. And I've done two levels. Because yep. I just keep exploring new shit. I have no idea how far in I am, but I doubt I'm even fucking... Maybe halfway. <laughs> I doubt I'm even fucking 20% of the way in. Hmm. It's bananas, man. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. 
fuck yeah it's awesome so yeah that's dishonored nice should we do some news unless there's anything else you can think of let's do some news all right there's not much uh unless you can you know of anything uh so blizzcon was this last week um, they announced a bunch of stuff, one of them being a new hero has been introduced to uh, Diablo 3, which is a necromancer. Um, he's from the last game, too. Did you ever play the necromancer? In what, Diablo 2? He, he or she. Yeah, wasn't he in 2? Two, two? I don't know. I don't recall. I don't, I don't think I ever played the necromancer. If he was, he or she was. Uh, just wasn't, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, so he was, or she, uh, was a character who could kind of, like, um, like summon a bunch of stuff. So, like, skeletons and demons and... Uh, basically, I would just run around with, like, a giant mob helping me. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that class is coming to Diablo. Um, so, they're still supporting it. No Diablo 4, which was... Something has been rumored for a little while, um, but it seems like they're going to be supporting this for at least another year or so. How is, is that good. different from the witch doctor, though? Isn't that the like? Isn't that the role the witch doctor filled? I think his. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I just remember. Um, wasn't the witch doctor like? Was he summoning stuff to help you? The Witch Doctor was, yeah. So if the Necromancer was summoning fucking skeletons yeah. and the Witch Doctor's summoning spiders, then how the fuck are those two things different? I don't know. Well, I, I don't. I don't know. Because I, I, like, I just Googled it, yep. Diablo 2 Necromancer, and I do remember the fucking character. I never played this one, but uh, I do remember it. And mm-hmm. yeah, as soon as they announced the Witch Doctor, I remember thinking, okay, so he's the new Necromancer. Like, Yeah, that's what I thought as well. So, um, so I don't know what like they're their plan is for this yeah it does seem a bit weird but i i really like all i've seen is the the footage they showed and it looks similar to like you're controlling other creatures and and summoning stuff so i don't know maybe his uh other abilities will be more centered around um other things do you have to pay for this motherfucker I'd hope not. Is it free or what? <laughs> I don't know. I'd hope. I'd hope it's free, right? It's part of the Rise of the Necromancer pack. A price is yet to be determined. It comes with an in-game pet, two additional character slots. No, what? And two new zones. So it's an expansion pack, I suppose. But but yeah. Well, like I that- guess we'll have to wait and see just how much content is actually in this fucking expansion. Yeah, because I don't know, that, that last expansion was pretty fucking good. It was, and so... This, if, if this was an expansion, they would, I think they would have said, hey, it's an expansion, but they came out and said, there's a new character. So... That's true. It makes me think that they are working on something else Diablo-related, but it's not three. It, it's just, yeah. like, there's a team still supporting it, but that other team is off doing something else. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is just like a, a gap filler, it seems like, for the next two or three years. Um, anyway, uh, the other news... Was there anything else out of BlizzCon that you know or are familiar with? Like, I completely missed it because it was on uh, during PAX. Sombra. 
Uh, they finally revealed Sombra, the new character in Overwatch. She's a hacker. She's able to shut down people's alts and shit. Um, she's got like an EMP ability or some shit. Um, but she's not out yet, right? No. No. Yeah. She's on the, the she's on the PTR like today. Okay. Our time. Um, Did you install it? No. <laughs> no. Uh, and yeah, I don't. I don't think there was much else, right? So yeah, no new games. No, just more, more content for games that are happening. I oh, yep. didn't. Didn't they announce new uh, Hearthstone expansion? Oh, they did two uh, gadgets in, was it? I think. Um, yeah. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um. Next piece of news: Mafia Three has broken 2K's fastest selling uh, sales record, yeah. which was 4.5 million units shipped over a week. Um, reason I put this up here is because this is one of their games that they uh, didn't uh, really send out to reviewers. Right? It was one of their they were kind of keeping quiet a bit about it. Yeah. Um, and last week we were talking about was it last week? Yeah, but Beth- like Bethesda changing their review policy and how we've seen sort of like two K do it on the sneak, do it, do something similar. Um, yeah, and I guess this ties back into that, like people not knowing quality of games and if they're good. Yeah, like that's worrying if they're breaking sales records for these sorts of games. Because uh, I think on Metacritic, I looked at. Mafia 3 the other day and it was at like 60 something on PC um, which is I guess quite low for that caliber of game yeah yeah and it just sucks that like they can look at those numbers and say well we we can just uh, it doesn't really matter like we made our money I don't think they get to do that I don't think I, I think I think Activision sort of demonstrates that it, that is a very risky fucking proposition because the active Call of Duty sales are down 50% on last year. Hmm. So I don't know if they can actually afford to just... And Call of Duty Infinite Warfare released with fucking Modern Warfare Remastered like attached to it. So that would have bumped sales up. <laughs> that Yeah, so that would have bumped sales up, which means that sales for Infinite Warfare were down even more than uh, expected um so and like and act like call of duty didn't get a release until uh didn't get reviews until fucking day of or 14 hours after yeah. embargo so yeah man um i don't know man i don't think like people will be more wary next time people will be more wary of 2k games next time mm. and i don't think they can do this forever i think they'll work out that they need like reviews because people aren't going to buy first week if they realize that they're going to get burned like they did with mafia 3 not that i think people got burned by mafia 3 but like if that is the feeling that they have about it then yeah that's what's going to happen yeah so like reviews reviews serve a function to a lot of people it's ridiculous for them to like yeah if they do start pointing at shit and inferring the wrong things from it, they'll learn very quickly that, that they've made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, 
Or maybe they won't learn. I don't know. We'll fucking see. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Is that it? That's all I put down. Nice. I don't have anything else. It's so happened. much news. I got nothing, man. Yeah. Um, it's one of those weeks. <laughs> one of those weeks where we were way, way, way too busy. Too busy. And we still talked for nearly two hours. Uh, yeah, but- was there any emails do you, that you know of? No, I didn't see any emails, and I'm gutted about it. Um, I, I feel like there was something in the Discord chat. In the Discord chat? Yeah. Uh, I like I quickly opened it today and realized that people were in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw a bunch of people are in the Discord, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but, um, yes, uh, I wrote a message in Discord, but I didn't see anything. Oh, hang on. There's a lobby. I keep going to the wrong fucking thing. Okay. I get it. Okay. So, we got some people talking about uh, Diablo 3, um, <laughs> new uh, character in Overwatch. So, well, good things. We've covered the things people want to hear about. Nailed it. Look at <laughs> Look, That's okay. what we do. We'll just- yeah. I was, I was idling in the fucking wrong text channel. So, I didn't see any of these things. That's good. Okay. So, yeah. And we can actually talk to people. We could go into the general voice channel and start podcasting in there and no one would know. I was 100%. I shit you not. I was 100% (laughs) going to say we could, because I've worked out how to record Discord. We could actually do the podcast from general, allow people to jump in and listen, but not talk. But why do it on Discord then? Why not just do it on Twitch? And then at the end, have a live question session. That's nuts. No, that's too much power. Too much power? Yeah. Like, I feel like Twitch is a better place to do that sort of stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, there's people in there, so that's cool. I'm leaving. That's that. really cool. Anyway, join our Discord, the gapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, we'll play games, though. Obviously, we've been terrible about it this week because we haven't actually been around. <laughs> yeah, to play games. But yes. Uh, I Next- have to... Yeah, I've I've been having to quit Discord uh, because it shows what games I'm playing. Oh, okay. And I didn't realize it did that. Can't you hide that? I don't. No, I guess I might be able to. I'll have to look into it. Uh, but yes, anyway. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, otherwise, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, under the GA Podcast of The Gap. You can also email us at gapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on facebook.com slash the GA podcast and we're on Twitter at twitter.com slash GA podcast. Alternatively, you can find us on our website as well, which is the GA podcast.com. And that is um, where all the old episodes go up and you can find links and all sorts of fun things on there as well. <sighs> what else is there? Wow. I don't know. Uh, you can find me on twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L A W R E and Steviver.com. Uh this week I was on the uh, Friendly Fire show which goes on Steviver.com and also uh, Phoenix Bazaar where we talked about uh, what we talked about we talked about Pax Oz we talked about uh, Bethesda's review policies um, uh, iHerpies talked about that for a little while um, what the fuck is iHerpies? there was like an outbreak of iHerpies from uh, from a VR headset, like a convention oh, somewhere. Really? Oh my god! Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, these are the things we have to deal with now, thanks to technology. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else are we talking about? Well, we're we talking about Titanfall, Titanfall 2, um, how we kicked your ass at that. Uh, yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to host a show and I didn't have to, or we didn't have to host a show. So uh, I let them do everything, all the work. It was good. Did you, kinda- did you just change from I to we because you were afraid that I'd get offended, that you implied that I was not doing my own heavy lifting no, for well, you weren't, the show? No, well, you weren't there, so. Because I don't, you you clearly host the show, well, no, The Gap. We, we both host. You clearly then- hosted. I'm I'm the I'm the color commentator. You're okay. the fucking you're the main commentator. Cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that was fun. They got a cool little thing going over there. So it was uh, like a crossover show between two two kind of like what we used to do back in the day, but it would just go up on one site. Their podcast kind of goes up on t- on two sites. Seems like right. Yeah. Wait, what's one? the other one? Survivor and who? Phoenix. Bizarre, which is oh uh, right, Gaetano's Gaetano's new site. Yeah, okay. Yeah, seems to be doing pretty so, well. I know it used to be with MMGN, right? And I'm like, but MMGN shot. Yeah, so we took uh, so, we, yeah, take, he, so. we took Ben uh, from yeah. MMGN, and Gaetano went and started his own site, uh, and Ben's yeah, writing cool. for them as well. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, I don't have anything else going up other than that. So yeah, and I don't know what else I'm doing in the next whatever. Cool. I just have no idea. <laughs> I haven't looked at anything. I've seen emails coming through, and I'm sure that, like, I know there's a PlayStation event on tomorrow or something. Uh, but, I, yeah, I'm not doing any of that, so. I'm, I'm not. I wasn't invited. Whatever. Of course not. Yeah. What have you got happening? Uh, 40... I guess 5,200 words worth of shit up on IGN about Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Um, I like the video. I didn't edit the video because I don't, you know, they've got their own video editors. But uh, I, I did the voice over for it and uh, I recorded the footage myself. Uh, so I did the recordings of the footage myself rather. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's five minutes long or whatever. And uh, there's a bunch of footage of me just fucking slaying, can't say. Like, just in multiplayer, like, getting into a run of just fucking murdering everyone. Yeah. I had some spectacular runs. I saw, uh, actually, before we go, I saw fucking Ian Miles Chong, uh, who is a known fuckwit on Twitter, Uh trying to like trying to imply that uh the person who was reviewing call of duty for ign was as bad at games uh, as uh polygon were in their doom sequence Mm. but um yeah not even a fucking chance not even a chance i'm a fucking i'm very good at fucking shooters motherfuckers i was getting full we have proof of that no we don't because I was at the top of, my, of the table on my team and uh, yeah if you look at the points That's I right. actually did very fucking well so yeah not even proof there interesting uh, but yeah no, I was going fucking I was having a couple of full blown 20 kills to one death runs and shit um, 
and I wasn't like camping in a corner or any, anything either. So I have like all the video footage and stuff of me just fucking nonstop running because I guess I didn't talk about it, but the spawn systems are fucked in Call of Duty as well. Anyway, uh, let's not get into it again. Uh, watch the video. It looks pretty cool. And read the words if you want, but it's a lot of words. It's like a fucking Game of Thrones novel. Okay. Yeah. Someone like, do you know what? You need a fucking Audible subscription where I just read out my own reviews. It's an idea. It's a good idea. Solid, solid stuff. Anyway. Why, why not get someone else to do it? Get Sean Bean. Seen Bean? Because I get to do my, uh, my, my, what's his name? Stephen Toast voice. Oh. Fire the nuclear weapons. Uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Anyway, uh, yeah, cool. Right. So um, there's that and some stuff on Red Bulls going up somehow because they got me in a f- all day meetings. So well, I guess I'll just have to do it in my own time. That's fun. Uh, and yeah, cool. cool. All right. Well, that's it. Um, next week, obviously, more Dishonored. Uh, I think maybe if we're lucky, Watch Dogs 2. I somehow doubt it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's next week, right? So those two games. I think so. Yeah, yep. And then we're getting close to the end. I don't know what else comes out after that. I think that's a, Watch Dogs like the last one. Yep. Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. That's right, because they had that showing at PAX. Um, yeah, that looks... Uh, I don't know. I'm cautious. I'm ca- I'll play it, but I don't know yet. Will you? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, new Pokemon? No, I don't care. No? What's it on? Don't care. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, we'll uh, be back next week and um, more podcasting, yeah. I guess. Awesome. Uh, all awesome right. Source. Catch everyone later. Word. Bye. Bye.